the purpose of the Mission Kitchen or the mission is to eliminate every excuse you can give yourself for why you can't be successful after you made mistakes in life. There, there are always going to be challenges that, that need to be faced, that you're going to face, and they're going to come at you. I think the thing is, um, how are we preparing to you know, take on those challenges? Welcome to Grace in 30 on WERALP, Arlington's 96.7 FM. I'm Sal Dietrich, the co-host of Grace in 30. Look, this show is highlighting people here in the D.C. area, organizations that are living instruments of God's grace in the D.C. area and across our nation. With a call to action to you, my friends, our listeners, to get involved in your community And boy, do we need messages like this in times uh, such as these. Well, today we're here with a shining example. We're here talking with Chef Johnny Scott. He's the founder and head chef of the Mission Kitchen in Washington, D.C. And if you can tell by that name, he's up to more than just amazing cuisine. But nonetheless, Chef Johnny is one of the hottest names in the D.C. catering market. He's a sought-out speaker in the community. Uh, just, in fact, invited to give the commencement speech this year at the Maya Angelou Public Charter School. Among his creds, he's the uh, graduate of the Culinary Institute of Savannah, attended the Art Institute of Nashville. But more than his cooking talents, he's truly on a mission and a journey of service, of faith, and how being open to God's call can change our lives. Chef Johnny, my friend, welcome to Grace in 30. Thanks for having me, Sal. And look... Uh, listeners, I am beyond overjoyed to welcome back to the microphone uh, our dear friend, Mr. Ed Mellick, who's back on the air joining us tonight at Grace in 30. Ed, my brother, it has been too long since you and I have been in this booth. Welcome back, my It's friend. been about four months. Thank oh. you for welcoming me back. I'm letting Sal run the board tonight, so uh, this is very this, exciting for this me This is well. dangerous. We're in a bad, we're in danger. You don't know what danger you're in, Chef Johnny, but look, man, before we uh, talk about how folks can can contact your business because I do want to I do want to give you some opportunity to give some props about the amazing food you're doing with the Mission Kitchen. I want to talk about your story because it's just as inspiring. You know, you call yourself uh, you know Southern bred from South Carolina. Tell us about how cooking at a young age inspired you. You know, it's all the rage today to have the little mini chef running around the kitchen, but back then helping mom was part of the family. Tell us how you, how that influenced you. Well, uh, at home, I always cook with mom during the holidays. Uh, mom always taught us, you know, um, just to be next to her, by her side. And um, it was always, you know, an opportunity, something something new, something different. Uh, mom had her staples, but, uh, you know, it was always, uh, she'd always throw a little curveball in there. Um, my mom would tell me that I would always prepare meals uh, for uh, my friends in the neighborhood. So she would be shopping and she said, where would all my groceries go? You know, because <laughs> I would always be excited about making something new for friends and family that came around. So, Yeah, yeah. I made the connection and got your interest in in uh, in the culinary arts. And, you know, I want to stay on the, the topic of family because, you know, you came from a modest upbringing, but, but two things changed your life uh, dramatically. Uh, was your wife's military service to our country and a faith family that developed for you uh, overseas in Germany. Um, 
tell us how you got started working with the military because I understand today you're doing a lot of work uh, at military events here in DC but tell me how you kind of got started how you met your wife and how that kind of helped change things for you yeah well um, before uh, actually meeting with my wife um, and amazing uh, I won't say amazing there was a there's an eternal events that happened um, like I said I cook with mom during the holidays um, but it wasn't like mom I want to become a chef when I become older um, uh, it was actually a turn of events after high school. I went to college, uh, but just not too focused. Dropped out of college, uh, had a son. Uh, long story short, I actually got incarcerated. Uh, that's where I actually learned how to cook. Yeah, that's where, that's where the venture began. Um, that's a tough audience. Yeah. <laughs> so I was actually encouraged by those same fellow inmates that when I got out, they were like, hey, man, you need to go to school because you're really good. And, um, you know, uh, we don't want to see you coming back and forth through the system. So I got out in 2004, uh, 2005, I enrolled in culinary school. 2009, I got my degree uh, at the Culinary Institute of Savannah. I uh, got my degree. Um, actually, that's where I met my wife in 2009. Yeah, so we met through a mutual friend who was uh, in my culinary class. And um, from there, she said, I have a friend I want you to meet. And uh, so we met, and you know, long, long story short, <laughs> we got married. Um, she was stationed up in Tennessee. That's where I moved to. And um, from there, we moved to Germany. Now, the church in Germany uh, was called City Mission. And so they had a commercial kitchen in their basement. And so what I would do is I would do cooking classes for women and children and cooking classes for men. And I would just introduce myself as Chef Johnny, you know, welcome to the Mission's Kitchen. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it was just a play on words at the time. Um, not too serious, but um, it was very catchy. Um, how we began to, uh, our, our service to the community, um, that church would connect with a lot of the grocery stores in the area. They would allow us to come, you know, get food and take it out to the refugees and some of the homeless. And so that's how we, you know, my wife and I together, um, a lot of military families attended that church as well. So. That's uh that's where our, our service really you know to the community began. And so you saw this focus of these immigrants who were in need, yes. and we're asking yourself, look, I've got this talent for cooking, I've been blessed on this path to meet my wife, and now I find myself in Germany when you hadn't really traveled outside of the mm -hmm. country. Correct. I mean, what what was that like to go out and serve these folks who were you know poor immigrants in a country that wasn't their own? and you were out there trying to help them. What was that experience like for you? Um, you know, it was actually, it was very humbling. Um, at that church in Germany was where my wife and I actually began to see the church as what it was supposed to be. Um, just, just saying, like, the, there, was a, there was a cover on the door that said, you are now entering into the mission field. You know, that's when you're leaving church, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and. You know, honestly, there were they, we, we just hadn't learned that. I, I grew up in church, right, and that vision wasn't wasn't there. You know, at that at that point in time, um, and so we began to see what the church was actually supposed to be, and and the the leadership of our pastor there in Germany uh, was really amazing, and the the connection um, in the community was was great. So it just we just plugged in. My wife and I knew that we were in the right place, and that God was ordering our steps. And you said you saw the Bible come to life for yes. the first time when, yes. you, when you were there. And, you know, you started to see as you became an instrument of grace in these people you didn't even know. You started 
getting some of that back and receiving some of that grace. You told me about some people who started helping you out. There was a parishioner who designed your logo, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, I mean, we need to we need to connect with that person. Yeah. We're, you know, we're always looking for a new logo. But yeah, I mean, tell me about that and just just because you, as you said, you you came from a tough background. You know, you were blessed in this marriage, and then you were over there in this country you'd never been before, and you started seeing people, you know, coming back to you and saying, hey, we want to help you out. Yeah, actually, um, with that situation was also the church. I didn't say this about the church in Germany. Um, I've never attended a church that had so many different cultures. There was there was 30 different nations of people in that church. And I say 30 different nations, but there are probably no more than under, you know, 70 or 80 people in the church. Wow. So that was that many different nations. Um but yeah, um, I always everything about like the Mission Kitchen. What I wanted to do is wanted to be uh, um, a, a part of family, something that someone who I've connected with, you know, because it's easy to go out and find a, a, a designing company or, or uh, someone who designed your logo, someone who designed your website. But I think the, it, the the important thing about the Mission Kitchen was to connect with someone who I built relationship and community with. Mm-hmm. Who I've served community with, who I've served served others with, who I fellowship with, you know, build family. Yeah, amen. yeah, yeah. So I think it's, it's more important to 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 do it that way because uh, God always showed me that you know the missing kitchen is not yours; it's mine. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Art, my pastor always says the three C's are important: Christ, compassion, and community. Yeah. And community is incredibly important. I'm, I'm kind of learning and getting some insight listening to you about what I'm going to do next. You oh, yeah. know, when you talk about it, it's how beautiful it is. You can go off and design a logo in a quiet room, but to deal with people, interact with them, build relationships, serve them, feed each other, that's really important. Exactly. You're known as Chef Johnny, mm-hmm. right? Where did you get that nickname? Uh, well, Chef Johnny, um, it, is, it came after um, myself just kind of putting myself out there. Mm-hmm. Serving it, it wasn't it wasn't always uh, it wasn't always Chef Johnny it was just Johnny in the community, and then actually it was something that um, at, I, I God gave me a, a, a vision on, but I, I wasn't as confident enough to share it. So a lot of people didn't know I was a chef. They just knew, oh, that's Johnny from the community. Oh, that's Johnny. But then when they found out, oh, you're a chef, then they start then they start going, okay. Oh, that's Chef Johnny. That's Chef Johnny. So anyone, when they see me now, anyone sees me now, they say, oh, that's Chef Johnny. It's not just Johnny anymore. Yeah, and that's when people start inviting <laughs> him over for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, you can cook? Or, or inviting themselves to dinner. Yeah, that's right. yeah, 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 yeah. But the cool thing is we talk all the time about you know a person's name that's indicative of their God-given vocation. They're mm-hmm. calling for work, and it's really cool. Chef Johnny, do you feel like that's like your that indicates your higher purpose in terms of your work, that name? It does. It does. Uh, and it's exciting. Um I've, I've, I hadn't always been someone who wanted a lot of attention, you know, but I realized that, you know, when you're serving others, man, people, you know, and you're genuine, you know, you're a approachable person, you know, people love you, so, you know, you just embrace it, you know. Yeah, it's a really cool name. It just it just exudes warmth. <laughs> Chef Johnny, I love it. So, so awesome. Look, you get back here from Germany. I remember you telling your wife, you're like, we're going to Germany? <laughs> but, um, look, you come back here to the U.S., a lot of options for uh, you know, at this point, a classically trained chef who had had experience cooking in Europe and in going through some European uh, cooking schools, but you set out with this purpose to stay involved with the inner city youth and poor. Um, tell us about how you got started when you came back here in D.C. 
uh, you know, and then I want to get into some other things, but just kind of tell us, how did you get started when you got back here? What were some of your thoughts? Before I went to Germany, I started, I had already started my catering company. Um, just leading up to actually starting my own business was um, some hardships. It was actually some failures. Um, That's a good thing sometimes. Yeah, That's yeah, I know. And uh, what, what actually happened was um, before I got my first job, it actually uh, after I got my degree, the interviewer, she asked me, she said, well, um, we really need someone and I hope you don't let me down. And I was like, ma'am, I, you know, I would not let you down. So I was there for three years before I met my wife. Now, newly married, um, I moved to where my wife was, and I couldn't find any work. That was very, it was very challenging because at that at that point in time, I'm already, I already have my degree and I'm already experienced. So it's like, okay, am I overqualified? Um, well, I think that's where the entrepreneurship kind of juices started flow. You had to kind of step out on faith a little bit. Yeah. Um, so things didn't always, it didn't always, uh, it wasn't always cooking. I actually had to, being from South Carolina, Southern bred. Um, I actually wasn't afraid of the forest, so I had a gentleman who owned a farm, and I asked him, can I take care of his farm? Well, in that, you know, him paying me to take care of his farm, he would allow me to use his tools. And so I would make flyers and put them around the neighborhood. I would rake yards. I would shovel snow or whatever it was. Whatever and it took. I was making good money, man, really. You know, actually more money than cooking. You know? yeah. <laughs> but um, but I actually, he came, he was my very first client, you know. Um, for a, he said, well, you, you said you can cook so much. Let me see. If, you know, I'm going to invite some family over and let me see what you can do. Nice. And so from there, he kind of inspired me to, to begin to open my uh, own company. And the name of the first company was uh, Layers of Flavor Catering. Yes. And so then after I started the company and everything, my wife said, baby, we got an assignment to Germany, you know. Ah. <laughs> so that's what happened with that. But then when we came back to the States, um, I knew that God had put me on a mission you know, with this business. And so, um, I, but I was kind of, I wasn't sure about what I was gonna call it. So I said, okay, well, why don't I just call it the Mission Kitchen? And the purpose of the Mission Kitchen or the mission is to eliminate every excuse you can give yourself for why you can't be successful after you made mistakes in life. Yeah. You know, yeah. you all should, should start a business with nicknames. I mean, yeah. I, the Mission <laughs> Kitchen is a cool name. <laughs> Chef Johnny is really cool. <laughs> I mean, by accident, right? Yeah. Out, out. Um, so you continued this relationship with the military when you got back. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And tell us about how you, because you've been involved with the USO and some other things. I've seen um, single soldiers. Yes. Right. So yes. tell us about your work with the military and, you know, what you've learned from them, because those are some of the greatest servants right yes. there. Yes. 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 Um, um, just such an amazing time um, to, um, to be serving those who serve our great country, you know. Mm -hmm. And actually, when we moved back to the States, we were living on base. And um, I told my wife. I just want to go over to the USO and just make omelets for the soldiers or something, you know, something to kind of hone my skills, you know, because we just had got, we got back to the States. And so at that moment, they were like, oh, really? Sure, you can do that. Um, but we're also looking for a chef for our cooking classes. And I was like, really? You know, and um, from that, from there on, you know, I've been there about three years now. Actually, doing the uh, healthy cooking classes for the first Thursday of every month. At yeah, the is, is the Boss Program? Is that what it's called? Um, uh, some for well, single soldiers. Well, actually, the Boss Program was something different. That was actually my the con my very first contract with the MWR, with the comp with the uh, with the military. So the Boss Program was the better opportunity for single soldiers. Right. Um, and so we did some amazing cooking class. We had some single soldiers come in, um, and they wanted to know how they could. Um, how they could prepare meals in the barracks. 
because it was challenging for certain appliances. So we did some really creative stuff. Uh, we, I, I prepared uh, broccoli and couscous for them using a coffee maker. Wow. You know? <laughs> really cool. <laughs> I need you at my house because I, I'm not very good. Chef Sal's amazing, but I'm really bad. Yeah, so it was it was it was really cool with appliances or things uh, they could use in the barracks, and because it was it was very fun. It was mm. really fun. So you just kept serving. You know, you went there and you said, "Hey, how can I, how can I volunteer and help you all?" And you just felt the the grace, and they started helping you back, and so now you've got a gig there. That's great. Uh, give a shout out to the DC Dream Center because we got connected through. Our main man, Ernest Glover, who uh, is doing yes. some amazing things uh, down in the inner city to help D.C. youth. He's got all these programs going on, and uh, you're one of the – you're a key person there. You're coming in and helping out and providing you know, what you do best, which is cooking. But tell me what it means for you to be involved with a group like that and see what they're doing to help D.C. youth. Well, you know, definitely shout out to the D.C. Dream Center. Um, at National Community Church has been so amazing. Um, actually, the church in Germany that we were attending was studying the Circle Maker. Oh, yeah, really? yeah. So it was studying Pastor Mark's book. So that's how we actually knew where we were going to uh, be attending when we got to Virginia. Um, the when 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 I first um, actually got here as well, um, I began to visit the juvenile detention centers and also the boys' probation house, and just you know talking to them about what they could be doing now. Um, while preparing to get out, they could, how they could prepare themselves when they got out, um, because most times it's like you know they get in there during the time, and then they just get out without a plan or anything. And usually, no one really wants to hear your voice if you don't have anything or um, you know together, you know a, something a to offer them. Yeah, 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 something to offer. So, um, but actually, just continuing to serve uh, out at the Dream Center. Um, they have what's called adopter block. Um, so what they do, they go out in the community and just build community. They connect with people, with the residents there in the local community. And so my wife and I and my children, um, we would go out and do that as well. And just you know, when you find yourself serving in your community, you find you know you find opportunities on how uh, how you can get involved. And so that's how I connected with Ernest. Um, you know, the rest of those who are living at the Dream Center, and just. Um, when they're doing the luncheons, at which Ed has attended, um, there was an opportunity there for me to uh, prepare, you know, uh, to cater the luncheons. Yeah. Oh, that was delicious. I'm, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up yeah. because I attended that <laughs> event and, man, the food was really good. Yeah. I thought these people are uh, serious here. <laughs> so are you training, you know, young Chef Johnny's now? Are you got a couple of pupils that uh, show real promise? Um, you know, there there are a few uh, that that have worked with me as well uh, when we're there uh, doing the luncheons, which is, is an amazing opportunity, you know, for them to get kind of get their their hands on, get some experience. They also have some amazing volunteers at the Dream Center that help out as well. And those ladies, I mean, they're 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 even on me. Yeah. You know, like Chef Johnny, uh, when, when's our, when's our next course? Uh, <laughs> everybody's ready. <laughs> yeah, l let me ask you because you're obviously making an impact in D.C. and your name's getting around. I mean. You've got folks like uh, Maya Angelou, Public Charter School, calling you up to give the commencement speech. What's your message for D.C. youth? And you're in there every day. What is your message for the kids at the detention center and other places about second chances? What, what, what is your, your theme for them? Well, um, there, there are always going to be challenges that, that need to be faced, that you're going to face, and they're going to come at you. I think the thing is... Um, how are we preparing to 
you know, take on those challenges. Like uh, my wife and I, we attend continuous training, you know, uh, leadership training. And so it, it just gives us insight on how to view and value people, you know, in the lives of others and how to be engaging with others. I think it's a lot of, you know, society now is more uh, uh, promoting fear, promoting a lot of fear, promoting, you know, not um, uh, really connecting with others. It's more so the church who's talking about more more love and and things like that. It's what it's supposed to be. But I think there can still be um, a, a culture that goes out and shows that they can still engage, you know, with the community because everybody's not in church. You know right. what I mean? Yep. So, yeah, uh, I, I think um, if we kind of take the, the stigma off of, you know, this person is, you know, uh, I, I guess, what, what do they call it with, you know, with the, uh, with the children, the um, stranger danger, mm-hmm. um, not to be naive, but I think we need to be more engaging. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and you talk about not being afraid. I mean, I think that starts with your faith. Yes. You know, what, I, what I'm hearing is that, you know, once you became a believer, you know, you were able to start you know, finding that passion that started with mom and turning that into something that, you know, now people are seeking you out to say, Hey man, how do we, how do we do this? How can we inspire other people to do that? And that's a great road. I mean, to come from there to today, you know, your faith has played a huge role in that. And it's in in my mind, just from the time you and I have talked a few times, almost eliminated fear. Mm -hmm. And that that's more powerful than because everyone who listens to this show or comes on this show has in some ways been able to do that through their belief and it's just been unbelievable and and we've had guests on who have been you know have had a lot of traumatic experiences Mm -hmm. in their youth and other things go on to do amazing things and the big thing that strikes that match for them is that they're believers and when that transformation happens it's just their stories are incredible and yours is just like that let's talk about the mission kitchen uh, how long you been in business here and how can people start connecting with you either catering cooking classes some of the favorite things you'd like to create. I want to get people hungry here oh, at 630 oh, and call in the Mission Kitchen for some business. Tell us about, <laughs> you know, give us a plug for the Mission Kitchen. Well, uh, the Mission Kitchen, you, we, you can reach us at uh, themissionkitchen.com uh, or uh, our uh, uh, Instagram at themissionkitchen12. Our phone number is uh, 571-882-2433. You're doing cooking classes. You're doing catering events. You're doing stuff in you know, in people's homes. Tell us a little bit about, you know, how, how folks can work with you and what, what you're, you know, what you guys are offering. So uh, we, so the Mission Kitchen um, at, at, at this present time is a private in-home catering personal chef service. Um, and so most of our private, our private events, our clients are actually, they hold parties in, the home, parties in their homes. Um, they, they like to throw parties for their friends. Um, so that's been the most of our uh, uh, catering, but we've ventured out. Um, actually, I'm on a new adventure uh, right now. I am running a deli down in D.C. Really? Yes. So we're at the uh, 1300 Second Street Northeast, which is called uh, Norma Deli at the uh, New York Avenue Metro. Um, so in order to get some of that tasty cuisine from the Mission Kitchen, um, definitely come check us out down at the deli. Yeah. And do you ever dare cross the Potomac? I mean, you came over here for the show, but I mean, do you work in Arlington and in Maryland and other yes, parts? Yes, yes, yeah, we do. Dev service service. The uh, we definitely service the DMV uh, area. 
all out the buoy you've been out the buoy yeah. so what are the range of your clients i mean do you work with mostly organizations private parties like has mark patterson invited you over to do yeah. something at his home <laughs> well you know I've, I've done a couple of events for our, our church as well um as far as the like the worship teams and uh, and, and things like that um at the D.C. Dream Center, or oh, at the Southeast White House, actually, uh, the harvest parties or things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, very, very involved in the community with, uh, especially not just, you know, in serving the community, but also also serving the community, you know, yeah. with cooking. So we've got about a minute left. I'd like, like to, we always ask guests to give a call to action, and I'd like you to give maybe two call to actions. One, a call to action to young entrepreneurs and chefs, and then, you know, a call to action for listeners to be open to God's grace, if you wouldn't mind. Take a minute and you know give us some calls to action to folks a minute or two yeah you've got some time <laughs> yeah um what, what i've what i've heard most you know in the church um is i can do all things through christ who strengthens me you know which is a true statement but i think sometimes we, we um what we don't hear is the the verse or two before that which states um if you're walking in him if you're following, if you're trusting, if your faith is in Him, then you can do all these things in Christ. You know, so uh, it's, it's sometimes I think we leave out certain things. We leave out God. Yeah, we leave out God. Actually, you know, it's like I can do all things through Him. You know. Also, I, I how I got to where I am now, where I went through a twelve-step study program, and what it did was it helped me to release a lot of the shame ridding a lot of the shame of your past. That's what that's what allowed me to be able to go forward and not be ashamed or not being afraid of stuff being dug up or or whatever, um, or even forgiving myself, you know? And so um, that that has helped me tremendously. Um, now to uh, the young entrepreneurs out there, uh, Pastor Mark Batterson has this one phrase he says all the time, he says, uh, we, we normally say we're, we're geared to ready, set, go. But Pastor Mark says, go, set, ready. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm. And so that helped me so much to, because I was procrastinating for so long, preparing to start the Mission Kitchen. Right. Preparing to start to do this, preparing to go out of the community. Like, I need to get myself ready. I need to go to seminary. I need to do all this stuff first before I go out into the community. But Pastor Mark says, go, set, ready. Yep. You know? And learn along the way. I, I love, love it. that. That's yeah, great. I love that. Look, we got to wrap it up. I, I'm starving after this show. It's about the hungriest I've ever been after a Grace and Thirty show. Thank you so much for joining us, uh, Chef Johnny Scott. For listeners who want to find out more about the Mission Kitchen, visit their website at themissionkitchen.com. You've been listening to the Grace and Thirty Radio Show on WERALP Arlington, ninety-six point seven FM. Have a good night, my friends, and be sure to tune in to Grace.